Welcome to Life Beyond the Sirens podcast. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Stories and advice from frontline workers. All right. Welcome back to the Life Beyond the Sirens podcast. We are here with the Florian Knights, current president, Michael Sullivan. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Good morning. Uh, past president, but still current member, uh, Matt Sabini. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Looking forward to chatting with you. Morning. Thanks for having us. You guys are, Matt, you're in the documentary currently, um, which is called Florian Nights. It's based out of uh, New York and then parts of Canada as well. So if you want uh, Matt and Mike, you guys want to just do a little background of uh, how long you've been with FDNY, what hall you're at, uh, just a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, so, well, we're not Canada, so we call them firehouses. We don't call them halls. Uh, that's you guys. <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, I got on in two, May of 2005, so I just had my 18-year anniversary. Um, I did fifth, my first 15 years in 71 Engine down by Yankee Stadium in the South Bronx. And then about three, three and a half years ago, I transferred to Special Ops, the Hazmat Company 1. Uh, I've been there ever since. Um on the FEMA task force and uh, instructor at Art Academy. And I'm also an instructor for uh, the Hazmat guys. They're another podcast, and now they've expanded to a like a continuing education for firefighters, first responders for Hazmat Response, and I'm an instructor with them as well. As long as uh, and then doing doing all the stuff with the club. That's that's my free time. That's my my passion. That's you know that that takes up most of my free time outside of kids and work. Right, love it. I'm Mike Sullivan. I uh, went into Proby School in the fall of 2014, just coming up on nine years. And then uh, I went to Ladder 34 in Washington Heights. I've always been there. And then I've done five classes out at our FDNY Academy as a fitness instructor, which I really enjoy. Um, I'm third generation on the job. We're all in 34 truck, which is really cool. No pressure. <laughs> but, uh, it, it's bittersweet, you know, getting on the job because... I had a little uh, help with the test because of legacy points because I lost my dad due 9-11 illness. So it's like, it's great being on job, but I also wish he was still around, you know, of course, but you know, the best thing about the job is, you know, Matt's one of my best friends in the world now doing the club. It only, not only does it help the club help me through the trials and tribulations that we deal with on the job, but even in my personal life, you know, it's, Honestly, I have the greatest firehouse in the world, but this is the greatest club in the world, and it and you know, I don't know what I would do without these guys. You know, they help me through a lot. So. Yeah, that's it's amazing. And like I said, watching documentary now a couple of times and seeing the the family outside of the fire uh, family as well is something that's really amazing, and that we should definitely look into having more of it up in Canada as well with it. So talking going into now with the Florian Knights, the the bike club, how did it start? What was the original idea getting into something that would take you guys out of the job and really focus a positive light onto some of the things we have to deal with on a day to day? I'll let you take that, Matt. Well, yeah. So when when we started this club, we were part of a there's a there was one big main club for our department. Um the original five of us were a part of. Um we kind of just wanted to go a slightly different route, have something we could grow because that club didn't want to have other chapters. They just wanted to kind of keep to themselves. So we wanted to, we kind of like wanted to build an international firehouse more or less, you know, like different clubs. We could travel, hang out with people, the same interests, the same passions, you know, like you can, we can go hang out with guys from another department and it's like you're at home talking with the same guys, you know, it's like like minded 
um, people with the same passions. So we wanted to grow, have a club that we could grow, something like that. And while I was doing research, you know, like thinking of names and um, like I had a patch drawn up, which is actually all I, I was originally thinking Florian's Legion because St. Florian was a Roman centurion in the legions. So that was my original idea for a name. And the patch I had drawn up was very similar. It just, it didn't have the wings and it didn't have, it had a Roman soldier's helmet instead of a fire helmet. So when I was Googling, just doing Google searches to see if the name had been taken and any of that, lo and behold, I found the guys in Canada that had just started. Everything was so similar. They literally, they were maybe into it uh, five, six months. <clears throat> so uh, we had a lot of back and forth conversations and we figured we'd throw in together and, um, start this whole you know do a partnership and bring it to two different countries on different sides of the continent and it just kind of took off from there unfortunately shortly after we lost the other charter as if you watch the movie now streaming on amazon prime Amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can see that whole story of everything that happened which you know it was a uh, very unfortunate you know such a great thing that helped so many people had to be taken away unfortunately by more because of stereotypes <clears throat> Um, instead of giving people a chance, but you know, that's how it is. So now we, we kept going, kept powering on and, um, the popularity, a lot of it, thanks, thanks in part to the movie, but a lot of, a lot of our popularity growth is also due to the work we're doing in our community, in our, in our area. So the club just keeps gaining steam and momentum and lots of interest. So hopefully like Mike was saying earlier, before we start recording, you know, hopefully we have uh, another charter coming soon maybe on the west coast and hopefully it continues to keep growing from there sky's the limit yeah absolutely that's amazing do you allow your members uh quote-unquote vets on fdny or are there like any new person who uh, wants to kind of jump in and help their communities can be a part of the club that's the thing you have to be a career firefighter you know like you, we can start other charters but it does give us a smaller pool unfortunately fortunately and unfortunately that's what makes us unique you yeah. know it got to be it's got to be your career you can be retired you know but you know the thing is it's got to be what your career position is, is a full-time firefighter and you got to have five uh, members of course um you know we have a good handful of veterans in our group and when they are a veteran we make a uh, front tag for them and they'll say what branch they belong to you know just to kind of honor that mm -hmm. you know coming from the the movie we really the last year we've come up with a lot of cool thing and i'm really excited and, and i've been working hard on it. this thing called protected by nights project it's kind of all in the very beginning phases of it but it's it's directed towards helping people with ptsd through the veteran and first responder society and really what it's going to be is like just setting up a great day at a location and having you know the the run-of-the-mill music and great food and drinks but it's also bringing together other community activities, whether it's uh, fitness instructors to meditation, yoga, all these different things, even uh, bike restoration, car restoration, just groups so that people can come together, have a good time, and maybe take something home with them where they find something to give them. I never like saying it this way, but kind of give them another meaning when they're dealing with a lot of stuff going on, especially mm -hmm. people that are tired and out of it. That's when you're really starting when you find a lot. Uh, of the PTSD showing itself because you're not in the camaraderie of the members and you have a lot of time to yourself and 
this way, you, you know, you can find something, you know, even another club, you know, we can bring other veteran clubs. Maybe they can't join ours, but, you know, and then they find something else that, that just, uh, they're like, wow, you know, I didn't realize I was so, you know, holding stuff in and this really helps me out, you know? So that's like something we're big working on right now to get all the mission statement. We're going to really ride off this popularity of the movie and travel around. We're going to do something in uh, Matt's got good buddies out in Milwaukee, a PTSD veteran group. We're working with them. We're setting up a location out there by the Harley, um, you know, um, factory. And we're going to do like a nice event out there and get all the, you know, anybody, any first responder veterans come on out, you, you know, general public, whatever, have a great day and, and find some, uh, you know, maybe find something to help you get through your day to day. That's awesome. You guys typically have, maybe I'm not saying this the right way, but you guys, is like a group thing where you guys come together and talk about the on the job stuff or not on the job stuff? Do you guys have specialists that come in, psychologists, or is it literally just like a group of guys kind of just chatting and really just taking your minds out of the job? Are you referring more to like the event we're talking about planning or do you mean just like us? In general, in general, just as like a group of the, the Florian Knights. Uh, is it a general thing where you guys kind of hang out and have like, uh, weekly meetups you bring people in to discuss things or is it just like a like where everyone's getting together and really just enjoying the guys and hanging out and not talking about the job it it can be either you know like we could <clears throat> um it, it's just the idea that we're together and you have that outlet like we don't have to say anything we get on the bike and go for a ride and that can be your release or or we just like those times like I was just we used to have a clubhouse uh, our lease was up so we walked away from it but there was times I would stop by the clubhouse just to get something done and somebody would pop one of the guys would pop in and they were going through some stuff and we would just have a talk or we it's just or I don't want to say we're closer than guys in a regular firehouse but we kind of have we're we're all aware of why we're in the club and what you know the the goal of the club so I guess we're a little more open to talk about it with each other. Mm-hmm. So even just calling a guy on the phone, you know, but it doesn't, we don't necessarily bring in for our group. We, we're not bringing in like therapists or anything, specialists or counselors to speak with us. We can, we, we have those resources within our de- department. <clears throat> um, they're, they're kind of built in. Um, and we're all aware of that. So we know those are there. If that's an avenue, one of our guys wants to go to, mm-hmm. um, but this is like our regular thing. We'll, we have monthly meetings. Sometimes we'll do two a month. We'll get together as a group or just a couple guys go for a ride. And that that's that's our way of, you know, that's our outlet for, for the release. We know we're all going through. doesn't matter if you're in a small department or a big department, right? We all see the same same crap. You know, that's I, I think I said it in the film. Like, we get to do this great, amazing job and be part of this brotherhood where, like, I was just teaching in Nashville a couple of weeks ago. And... At the end of the class, went out with a bunch of guys, and I felt like I'd known them for years. It was just like you know, same clowns, different surface, uh, circus. Excuse me. Um, you know, we get to all do this great job, be part of this brotherhood. But the trade-off is we got to see a lot of ugly, nasty stuff that nobody else has to. That's that's the trade-off. You get to have this great in it, this great thing, but you're gonna have to go through some stuff. And <clears throat> only we, you know, us, you know, maybe cops and EMS and military, like. The public knows that we have to go to these those things, but they don't really know what it does to you or, or how it affects you long term. You know, like you see something, you go traditionally, you see something and then you go back from the call. And what's our way of coping? We make sick, stupid jokes or, you know, we laugh, right? Laugh, yeah, very true. Yep. Um, 
common release. So we have that sixth sense of humor, which is why we don't get a well get we don't get along well in Gen Pop if we have to go to like a wife's office party or something. <laughs> so it's that's what's great about the club is we have that we have that bond and and that knowledge among each other and that awareness and we don't necessarily like I said we don't necessarily have to talk about it if we don't want to. Mm-hmm. We can and we know we're in that little trust tree, that little circle of trust we can. But you know, it's up to the guy how he's feeling. Right. Uh, to, to piggyback off of it, that's what's great about the club is that we're all not in one firehouse. You know, so like the firehouses are extremely close and you got your friends in there. But what's great about our club is like you can come to the club and you can kind of let your guard down, you know, with a brother in the club. And you went through a prospecting year. Like you get really close in that matter of time and really get to learn somebody. So by the time you get full passion, you're in, we have this great bond and great relationship and trips and all these moments together. And then again, you're not in the same fire. So when you get together with the other brothers in the club, it's kind of like, it's nice. You can talk to a person for advice. Even maybe it's a problem with another sister or brother in the, in your house, you know, in your firehouse, like at least you can kind of just have your time to discuss it. We can help you through you know, there's, you know, Matt's got double more than double amount of time as me. So, you know, it's like, I can ask him some, some inside information, like, um, you know, I'm kind of dealing with this problem or whatever. One, one guy we have in the club, that's our treasurer, Will, he's, he's a Lieutenant, you know? So it's like, you can ask him some questions that may have to do with something like that, you know? And I like it a lot. You know, I, I can't speak highly enough how much I love 84 and 34, but I do have to say, I love my club so much. I, they're the, they are the closest guys to me in the world. And, and I love that factor about it. I can come to any of these guys about anything. And honestly, a little bit more than most people. Are you looking to get into the fire service, but can't seem to crack the process? Look no further than firehouse training. They cover all aspects of OFAI prep, resume building, and interview coaching. They also provide continuing education for everybody still on the job. Get in contact with firehouse training today and jumpstart your career into the fire service. Do you find the club is now kind of breaking that stigma where if you have an issue, uh, well, Mike, like you said, you're, you're a generational firefighter. So do you feel like if your, your parents or your grandparents and your family had this type of outlet, it would have helped them with their PTSD? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I can, I definitely think that because, you know, watching my dad going through, you know, my, my pops didn't die on nine 11. He got sick and passed away in 2010 from, from getting cancer from it. And, uh, I wish he had a, outlet like this you know i mean he wasn't really into motorcycles but like it would have been really nice because he really did he was very close-knit to the house and he was senior man for a long time but i definitely seen the struggles like if he had an outlet like this it would have definitely helped you know he did happen to drink a lot and and kind of bury things a little bit and that's that generation too you know he was he you know, i never seen the man cry you know he was tough as nails and which is awesome and i look up to that but I try to express to even uh, the new members coming in the job here, like it's okay to talk about stuff. You know, we do weird stuff. You go to, you know, you see a lot of unfortunate, you know, people pass away and then you're like working around it after it happens because you still got to do your job and it like messes you up a little bit. And then you don't talk about it. Like Matt said, you go back and it's just like, uh, all right, you know, mm-hmm. forget the first time I, you know, see someone pass away in an accident, like talking right to me. When we go back to the firehouse, everybody goes sleep. I'm like sitting on the stairs, like, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> there's no way to go lay down right now. Like, yeah, this is normal. Like, 
and the greatest thing ever was my really good friends, like a dad to me, happened to call me at like 4.35 in the morning. He always got up early anyway. And it was like the greatest thing ever. It was probably my dad looking out for me and sending a little uh, mental message to my buddy there to hit me up, you know. And it was nice to talk to him because I was like, this is heavy, man, you know. Mm. Like, I can't just go lay down now, you know. So, and that's, and you take that experience and, you know, you pass it along and, and open it up a little more. And let's be honest, the new generation is, uh, you know, I hope, you know, they are a little bit more sensitive, but like, to be honest, you know, and so it's, it's good to, it's, you, you, you got to mold with, you know, a lot of people don't want to bend to the new, to new things. Right. So it's good to kind of collaborate and still kind of have that mentality of like, let's tough it through. Cause we have lost that a little bit in society. So it's great to bring that like hoorah to it, but at the same time, we still need to be understanding and, mm-hmm. uh, and get that out of people too. So do you I, find I that do you guys uh, bring the concept of you know being open and discussing these things with the Florida Knights to your firehouses within reason? Do you feel like it, you're able to now sit down and be like, well, this is what we have here. Let's do the same type of thing at the firehouse. It's a little tough. I think it all depends on your ranking. You know, uh, when you're not a senior position, you know, it, it, I guess it's all situational and who the crew is working. Sometimes easier than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, or else you just get kind of like mocked <laughs> just because that's yeah. the here, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, so we'll, I always get my, my balls broken about, oh, oh, you're a little bicycle club, you know what I mean? Like, it comes <laughs> with territory, you know? But, uh, but you know, everyone's pretty open about it. Anyone that's willing to discuss it, you know, it, you know, I'll seek them out. And when you see some interest or, you know, especially the younger guys, you know, uh, you could definitely reach out to them a little bit better, you know? Do you find a lot of guys will approach you like kind of aside from everybody else? Like they might, you know, say your little bicycle club with the guys. And then later on, like a week later, they might be like, Hey, like I am struggling with something. I do get it with a lot of the newer guys, especially being an instructor at the Academy. Cause now I've done five classes, you know, average, let's just say 300, you know, you do the math. It's a good amount of people now that I've come across uh, that are junior members now on the job. And I am tough in this Academy of you know, my dad blessed me with this yellow voice, you know, and the probies don't fuck around on me when I'm doing stuff, but I have a great respect for them because I do treat them like human beings. I'm not here as an ego trip or like power hungry. I do talk to them a lot. I do bring these things up uh, to them on the side and we have a great relationship. I've already had a couple people from this class come up to me interested in the club and, it, and it's cool because it's like infectious when you're like that kind of person, like, like a good leader you know, mm-hmm. and you can be a normal human and like come down and just talk to them and relate to them and understand. Cause one thing when I'm here, I always say to them, I'm like, listen, I'm always honest with you guys. I don't play any games here. Like always tell them what we're doing, what it is. And when I see things slipping, you know, I just don't make shit up to punish them. I'm, I'm just like, I'm telling you guys this because this is what just needs to be done, you know? Mm-hmm. And we grow a great relationship and I do get a lot of people pull me aside, especially the new people in my firehouse to hit me up. You know, I'm not in the firehouse, but I'll get, they'll hit me up like, hey, you know, how do I deal with this? You know, and, and I love help. You know, it's great. You, know, it's, it's the you feel the same, the same thing happens with you, Matt, as well, your fire hall and guys you uh, run, run around with as well? Um, Yeah, to a point. I mean, I'm, <clears throat> the place I'm in now, it's a lot of people with a lot more time on. Um, You got to transfer in and have some time on before you can even go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so guys are a lot older. <clears throat> They're not necessarily... Uh, there's maybe two or three guys that will actually actually ride in my place. Um, 
you know, so people are a little more, they're older, they're kind of set in what they're looking for. Um, but so, like, since the film has come out, I don't know, probably maybe if it's because they don't know me, but they feel like they've known, feel like they know me from watching the documentary. Um, I legitimately have gotten hundreds of emails from firefighters all across the country, um, thanking us for taking part of it, part in the film and talking about it, um, bringing up the subject, opening up to me about their experiences, uh, like a complete stranger. Maybe, maybe, I don't know if they already I don't have an issue talking about it with people or if it's just they feel like they can from watching it. Um, I've even had sons, fathers, mothers of firefighters <clears throat> email me as well, say, you know, just like, I, you know, I had an idea, but I never really understood what you guys go through. Thank you for talking about it, making me aware, you know. So I have gotten that response more so from strangers, you know, complete, absolute strangers. Um, I've had plenty of people ask me about the film and stuff like that, um, but not necessarily pull me aside to what like those people have and, mm -hmm. uh, and reach out in that way. It was still amazing. Like even like I, I rewatched it the other day with my fiance and she looked at me. She's like, I had no idea. Cause like I'm able to, I'm sure Tim and like you guys as well, you're able to kind of check out once you leave the fire hall or house and, uh, you know, we're going to leave it there, but you know, and I've been able to do the same thing with the two departments I've been with. And so her watching this, she was really like shocked with the amount of stuff that goes on. And especially because of Jack Cooper with Toronto, it, it is a little closer to home for us. So she was really, really surprised and shocked. So it's great to hear everyone is reaching out to you. Do you guys feel like with the documentary particularly, it's something that more people that are not first responders to watch, they can really kind of understand what the day-to-day -day life of a firefighter is. I think the film is great. I, I think it's great for people that aren't even in even first responders to watch because it does bring that awareness to them. Like that's one of the great things that they did um, with the film was Vancouver, Detroit, New York, Toronto, like different cities all across the continent. And we're all telling the same stories. Like it doesn't matter. Like I said before, same, you know, same circus, different clowns, whatever, but mm -hmm. It doesn't, we're all going through the same thing. <clears throat> it doesn't matter where you are. You could be in the middle of a small, tiny department in the middle of nowhere. It may take a lot longer to see some of that stuff, but it's good. It's just not if, it's when. Um, uh, yes, I forget where I was going with the rest of that. That's <laughs> good. It's still great. Yeah. Like just the, the people yeah, that are like not I, first responders to watch it. Yeah. I mean, first responders, uh, even if they don't ride motorcycles, they've just come up to me and just told me how much they loved it. Um, if they're for, if they're a first responder that rides, they loved it even more. Um, it, it, that's what's great. It's a mo great motorcycle movie. It's a great first responder film. Um, and like I said, even non first responders, uh, parents and siblings of firefighters, relatives that aren't even in the fire service themselves have, have written me and reached out how, how much they loved it. So it really kind of, it hits the spectrum of everybody out there. Mm -hmm. It, it, the, the one thing that really kind of hurt the film is kind of become a cult kind of movement, uh, um, like word of mouth kind of thing. Because when it came out, it was it was released on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Unfortunately, I think that was the Delta wave or whatever, COVID, that came out. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was supposed to be this big theatrical release. And then based on how it did in select cities, it was going to grow because of Delta the mass, you had to have the mass in the theaters, you had to show proof of vaccination to get into the theater. It, it killed the theatrical release, unfortunately. Um, 
since it went to streaming platforms, it's continually just been picking up more and more steam, which is fantastic. And now it's on Amazon Prime. So if you subscribe to that, it's it's really gotten another shot in the arm since it went there. Yeah, amazing. Do you find uh, you guys have members that don't have PTSD or like, is it mostly everybody's just going there to kind of recover and talk things out? I mean, we've all got it, whether you, whether you're tuned into it yet or not, it's there when it, when it's going to present itself. Um, the, the one instance that never goes away for me is, um, years ago, I was dating my wife at the time I was supposed to be getting off work. I was meeting her and some friends to go to a concert. So it was like right at the end of the shift and we had a call for a little kid hanging out a window as we rounded the corner, the kid fell down. Fortunately, he died. I went back to the firehouse. I got relieved, showered, changed, went to the concert and went on like a three day bender and pushed it out of my head. And then when my kids came that age, it everything came flooding back. And that's when it started hitting me. Like, that's what this is. Like now I'm picking up on the cues. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, it's, it's there. We've all got it. It's just a matter of when it's going to present itself, what triggers happen later. Um, I'm happy. I was able to at least recognize it at the time. And I, I have my outlets, you know, my healthy outlets. I get a little grumpier in the winter cause I can't ride. Mm-hmm. So I lose that outlet. That's why I'm the club's mechanic. That's how I <laughs> keep the outlet going in the winter. I work on the bikes instead of riding them. But yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm, I would have to say it. everybody that's in the club right now, we only have one new guy that's probably got less than a year, but he's down in Midtown. I'm sure he has his fair share of experiences already. And he's a Marine. So, you know, uh, I, I definitely, I, I think the biggest thing with it is we're all the bravest, but we're not the bravest about talking about stuff and having a group of guys that show that it's okay, that I like to consider are pretty badass dudes kind of like can change that complexion a bit mm-hmm. you know it's not going to change his mind but that's also again you know with the new generation coming in we can help you know help mold that a little bit you know and, and some of that old ways that aren't always the best if you guys are looking to increase your mood your focus reduce anxiety and stress boost your immune system increase your muscle recovery and longevity as well as sleep better at night look no further than the cold protocol All their tubs are built in North America and built to last. So visit the cold protocol today to get your tub now. Use sirens for 30% off. First Response Coffee is a company where their mission is to provide the highest quality coffee to all frontline workers to ensure they operate at the highest level. Their beans are proudly roasted in Canada, where the portion of every bag being sold is donated to various agencies to help keep our first responders healthy throughout their careers and especially after their careers. Use code SIRENS15 to get 15% off your next order. What advice do you guys have for somebody who's maybe thinking about reaching out for help, but is hesitant on doing it just because of that stigma that kind of goes along with it? I mean, if, you, if you're thinking about it, if you think you might be having issues or symptoms or things presenting, then you do. <laughs> like you, you, That's the first step, right? right? Like you recognize you're off, you're not the same then that's the first step. You recognize it. So, I mean, from there, it's like, you know, go to somebody. You don't have to go to, uh, again, that, that old stigma, right, with, with our departments, our serve, the fire service in general. Like, stuff it down, toughen up. We got to get back out there, right? You don't have to go to, if, if you're not comfortable, you don't have to go to see a therapist. You don't have to walk. You're afraid if somebody's going to see you walk into a shrink's office. You don't have to do that. Just sit down, talk, 
pull one of the guys that you're really close to in the firehouse and go go have a talk with him. Go sit in the back in the TV room or something. Uh, you know, it, you don't have to be a certified counselor to be a peer counselor, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially what the motorcycle club is, right? We're all we're just a peer counseling group that we're not a certified therapist group, but you know, and if you can't, if if you don't even want to actually talk, just Look into like these uh, that that's what we're doing with this protected by nice thing. We're trying to expose other first responders to other alternative ther- therapies and outlets, like positive outlets. You know, let's get away from the uh, the drinking as the release, or um, you know, whatever unhealthy habits there are. Like, if you want to, you know, start doing jujitsu, or if you want to start doing um, like animal therapies or stuff like that. Like, we we want to help people find those outlets so they they you know like i said once you recognize that there's something you need to get off your chest or get out you don't have to necessarily talk about it there are other ways to deal with that and 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 help your help your own health you know the last thing we want to see is unfortunately it happens all the time but and doesn't get talked about either but you know we we don't want to see a brother or sister take their own life or hurt themselves because they just kept bottling things up and they didn't have that outlet and they didn't want to talk about it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, <clears throat> if I see something's wrong with Mike, I might, I'll go bring it up. But, hey, let's go for a ride. Let's go, let's go have lunch. Let's talk or something like recognize that, recognizing that happening with each other. Like nobody knows we, we know each other best. We live with each other. We laugh, we cry with each other. So if anyone's going to pick up on it, maybe it takes the other person to bring it up. You know, we're, we're all, we all got to look out for each other. So super special. We are just so close and we can really, re- the biggest thing I can relate to what, like the question you're kind of, I think uh, also asking was like, what we've done in the club is sometimes you see people starting to shrink their world in the club and sometimes think about even leaving or something like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, unless it's just, because it's true commitment stuff, which is understandable. But we try to avoid somebody just trying to walk away because they have too much going on. You know, we're like, listen, man, we make this work. You know, we're, we're, we're here, you know, for a great purpose and we want it to work for everybody. Yeah. You know, is it a struggle sometimes getting, you know, Matt, you know, Matt and I, you know, we work you know really hard, not putting down, you know, like trying to get a lot done. And sometimes some guys, are great. And then sometimes guys falter, you know, it's, it's challenging, you know, it's, it can be frustrating, but at the end of the day, we don't want to see anybody go anywhere because uh, unless it's truly your true feelings, of course, but because that's, that's the worst thing you can do is shrink your world, you know, because we're so close and, you know, Matt can recognize me. We're so close now and I know if he's going through something or he knows if I'm a little off without me even saying anything and he'll just be like, you know, why don't we, why don't we uh, go get something to eat, you know? And you don't think anything of it. And then it's like, like, hey, you know what? He knows, you know? And sometimes you can talk about it. If you don't, he'll just, you know, we'll just mm-hmm. have a good evening. You know what I mean? Kind of let let it lie. But that's the only thing we ever really dealt with, I guess, in the club is sometimes is people may be like taking out a lot in their personal life, works a lot or overtime is crazy right now. And, and uh, you know, mandatory overtime. So sometimes you're like, I need to make this work. You got kids, you got this. And, and it, it's an easy, like, this has got to go. And that's where sometimes we're like, listen, why don't you just chill a little bit and mm-hmm. don't, don't go, you know, like stick it out a little bit. Let us be there for you. 
use it for what it is. You know what I mean? We'll take some of the responsibilities out for you, you know, or whatever needs to be done, you know, before just because it is so important. It is therapeutic going for a ride. It is so important that you you have this, you know, this group of guys and you get out, and, you know, because when you shrink that world then it's like, you know, then maybe sometimes you're kind of trapped and all, you know, not that your significant other isn't an amazing person, but you do need a, you know, a homie to lean on once in a while rather than your significant other. It's, you know, it's a lot. And that's where this comes mm-hmm. in so well, you know, just to escape for a little bit. So know? how do you, how do you so find important. like Matt for for I'm sure Mike as well like with wife and kids like if you they find that you're with the club too much or feel like you need to go in for a ride too much like what's a good piece I can hear you smiling Matt what's uh, what's a good piece of advice that you could like for we can share our our partners or even other partners out there listening so you can understand why there's so much time that needs to go into it because a lot of people that are not on this job don't understand fully what we see and what we do so to have that outlet like the Florian Nights and other things for example like what's a good piece of advice you could possibly give out to say look i need to do this for this reason i mean i'm incredibly blessed i don't know how well i'm going to be able to answer that question i'm very blessed because my wife i was riding before i met my wife and she's always if she sees me getting like my attitude or i'm getting a certain way she'll pick up on it. She'll be like, you need to go for a ride for a little while. I got the kids go get out of the house. That doesn't always happen because sometimes she's just, yeah. <laughs> but um, even like we will go on, you know, if we go on trips, um, sometimes it'll be like, you know, I, I, I miss as crazy as my kids make me. Like I, when I'm away for a week on a trip, like I start getting homesick. I want to want to see the kids or whatever. She'll be like, no, take, don't come home early. Stay there a couple more days. And, you need this. So I'm very fortunate, um, in that regard. Um, but for other people, you know, like it is a challenge for some of the other guys in the club, like Mike was saying, like, it is hard to get away sometimes and do that just with family, especially if you have new kids and stuff like that. But, um, you know, showing, having your spouse watch the film, that could certainly help with that. Um, but just, uh, you know, it's, it is a give and take. You got to, one of the guys in my old firehouse had a great saying, you know, like it, you got to think of it like a bank. You got to make deposits. You can't just withdraw all the time. Um, so, so you do still got to make that time for your family <clears throat> as well. Um, and it, if, if you can kind of compartmentalize and, and, and even if it's a little bit here and a little bit there, um, that definitely helps. Being around other guys with healthy relationships is like, and if I've ever, we definitely had to, tell guys how to like work with their wives on it. And it's just like, Hey man, just be honest. Just tell them like, I need this trip. I need this getaway. Like work's been super stressful. It's crazy. I, I need a mental break. And, you know, cause so, you know, people slip down a slippery on accident, manipulative course, sometimes not being completely honest. And there's no reason for that. It just kind of happens and it's understandable. But, and again, it's just that old way of thing. It's like, why don't you just tell them, you know, and Matt, Matt and I are, are very blessed. You know, I've had my up and downs with my wife for sure, but she's super understanding and she never pushes back on, on anything, you know, like when it comes to the club or going on a trip, you know, and, and the big thing with our club is we include the families. We did a uh, St. Florian's run May uh, 5th and we honored actually my dad this year and we did a nice thing at the grave and so on and so forth. But then afterwards we went to a campground with the families for a couple of days, whatever, you know, everybody that could make it with the club. And that's big because they see 
how we are and how the joy that each other brings to, to ourselves and, and how like-minded and then they come friends with the other wives and how cool it is and what we're really doing. Like my wife came really good friends with uh, our VP and the club's wife. They're, they're really good friends now. And it's awesome. You know, we, and they have young kids. We have young kids. They, we happen to live pretty close to each other and we hang out all the time. And that's big, you know, because for my wife, she sometimes, she runs her own business. It's out of, uh, we redid our hole downstairs. She's a dog groomer. And for her, it's tough. She's at the house all the time, dealing with our kids, dealing with our pets, dealing with our business. And her world gets kind of small. I mean, she deals with people with the business, but she gets trapped sometimes, you know, and and I need to recognize that. And, and, it, and it helps get them out. You know, they come friends. We, we try to make this club work really, really well for everything. That's what we tell people that are interested, that are new in the club. We say, listen, like, we always try to do a trip a year with just the brothers, but we always try to do one or two things with the families beyond and also barbecues and stuff like that if they can happen. Because it's so important to, to make that happen. You know? but sometimes the firehouse things, I don't ever want to ill speak to firehouse, but sometimes those things are more forced, you know, and then, but this club, I don't really think that you want to be here more. You know what I mean? Like we choose who mm-hmm. makes it, you know, so. It's really like, it's a great atmosphere. You know, it's just people that are very like-minded. They're really just have an understanding of each other, you know? Do you guys and have, when we, oh, sorry, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, you know, to, more to what Mike was saying, when we would do our fundraiser for the Ronald McDonald House, our runs, the wives would all come. They'd be there helping out, volunteering too. Like, like you said, like we have our time with us, but we always try to do stuff to include, include them too because don't, we don't want them to resent mm-hmm. Or we have something at, like we have the firehouse, the fire, the boys' nights, the firehouse things, and then we have this too. We don't want them to resent this either. Yeah, and appreciate what it does for us. Right. Do you guys have female members right now, or no? Um, it is an all all men's okay. club. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. This it, it, that's yeah. You know what it is is uh, we. It was. It wasn't ever in our bylaws until actually about six months ago, eight months ago, we did put in the bylaws, um, only because some we do go away, and we're staying sleeping next to each other on the floor, and as much as we like to think it's a perfect world, we just try to avoid running into any of, of those uh, situations, and you know, we do, you know there is drinking involved and stuff like that, and we just try to avoid like. And that gets a little uncomfortable for for our lives. No, stuff, I, I, you know? I think it's fair. Absolutely, there's nothing wrong with with answering that and yeah. you know being being stern with that. There's like we're in a day and age where things can go bad real quick. So and you're wanting to keep the integrity of the club. So I think that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, the utmost respect for women. I'm a big proponent of women's rights, and and you know I have two daughters. I have my wife. I'm all about equal for you know being equal with women, but. But like I said, at the end of the day, we all, you know, we don't all know that slippery slope can go. You start drinking, mm-hmm. you're doing this, it's attractive person, you know, you, you just, and we just don't want to uh, dismantle, have right. something get dismantled. Right. With the club. Yeah. Do you guys have close connections with other clubs like yourselves with the focus on the PTSD? Because I know in the film, there were a couple other charters, other mm-hmm. MCs in the, the Axe in, in Detroit. Yeah, it was the Axe guys. Like, do you guys like come together as a, from two different groups and have like big events together for the communities and support? 
Um, when we did the, like I said, we used to do the Ronald McDonald House, the run for them every year. And we would have a lot of other um, first responder clubs show up. Um, the Axemen, they don't have any immediate close by chapters. They, they, they are national. They're, they're big. Um, they've been around a long time. <laughs> um, in our immediate area, I don't think they have many uh charters that close by but there are other firefighter clubs um our old club they they, they come and ride with us they came to our st florian's ride um the fire riders um so yeah we we, we all try to support each other but you know they, they, they appreciate what we're doing and what, what we're about and likewise every club's different has different uh different bylaws different rules different standards so it's it's you know every not every club is for every person mm -hmm. which is nice that you have all these different clubs out there and then we'll, we all support part of the community or the motorcycle community and we all try to support each other yeah that's, that's the one exciting thing about the protected by nights project is um it's been really tough for us in this group is because of the the overtime and how much you know the weekends are hard and uh, for us to make events and what, what we've matt and i really enjoy about the protected by nights project is we are going a little bit bigger than outside the motorcycle world. Like before when you did, we did the rumble for Ronald, you know, it really put a lot of stress on making a lot of other MC events. Rightfully so, right. You got to go support other clubs to come to ours. And not that we don't go out and support other clubs. I'm not saying we're getting away from that, but it was very stressful to try to like, when we were especially doing that ride, it was like, we have to make this, we have to make this, we have to make it. It's hard. Guys are getting stuck at work. You know, right now we have 11 members. Like, mm -hmm. it's hard. It's hard. And you got, we have all little kids. You got birthday parties, graduate, you know, you name it. So the weekends are are extremely, extremely tough. So what, what Matt and I enjoy the most about this Protected My Nice project is um, it's just really like we're going for like, we're going to be getting funding from hopefully big business, like law firms, agencies, you know what I mean? Really more getting the general population together to help you know, the, the PTSD community and working with that, you know, rather than just relying on the strict motorcycle scene. Um, it helps us too, because again, we still go out and try our best to support all the like-minded clubs like us. It has nothing to do with not, mm -hmm. not doing that, but it has taken a tremendous amount of pressure off of us on every single weekend going to these things. You know, it, it's, it's very hard, you know, so that's what, I'm excited for that because I can already see a difference in our guys. Like Matt brought up earlier about the clubhouse. We had this clubhouse for a while and it kind of, and it was great, but it kind of started getting away from what we were about a little bit. We used to go for a lot of rides before our meeting and then have our meeting. And instead we were so zoned in on using this clubhouse for what it was that we were like in this hot room, things were getting heated. We weren't going for rides. And, and Matt and I were like, we got to get this back mm -hmm. to the beginning. You know what I mean? What we used to do. Let's let's get together. Let's try to get our ride. Go somewhere nice to eat. Like, you know, be in a nice social atmosphere where you feel good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people watch, have fun, like, have some drinks, not like have good food, not like stressing about who's picking up the meal. Like, and it's and then also there was a little bit of a heftier um a payment a month for each member too because of it. So now now we kind of cut back on that a little bit. It, it's definitely, I've Matt, you probably say something, you've seen a tremendous difference in like positivity in the club since we kind of mm -hmm. got back to our roots. 
like doing stuff like that, you know, and, and that's big. So to go into the the Protected by Nights uh, program that you guys are having now, what is, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. What does that exactly entail with you guys and what you're putting on? Because it is for the community. So when you have this uh, event, what what goes into it? What are you guys looking to get back to the community or what do you give back to the community? Is it like an information to see what you guys are about for both what you guys do as, as firefighters and for the community to understand and what you guys can do for the community as a club? Yeah, it's really to tie in, you know, again, recognizing your PTSD, not that you have to talk about, just getting you out there, getting together with people that are dealing with the same stuff. It's networking businesses of that local community. So not only are you just getting a good look for with, with your first responders in your community, you get to know in the business owners because they can come out and, and uh, you know, show what they're all about too. And that's a good look too, that they're willing to come out and take some time of their own and, and show their business. And then hand in hand, they're, they're also going to be making business. So, you know, that's, you know, that's great. So I think it's just like one hand is washing the other, you know, this uh, individual could maybe find that they're into meditation or something. And, and next thing you know, they're getting some business and, and, and the community uh, relationship with your first responder it could be a police officer or whatever, you know, and now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this is great. Now you got you're getting business, you're making a relationship, you're getting a better understanding of, of like, let's use police, for example, right? The, the world's been crazy yeah. lately. So it would be great. Like they, they come out like, wow, you know, cool. I'm going to come do you know, jujitsu or whatever. And now you're rolling around doing jujitsu with people from your community. And I think it's just going to really like branch out to be this great, just networking uh, mm-hmm. thing, you know, like the way we, Matt and I look at the protect by nights is like Florian Knights is our company and like protect by nights can be like our brand right. and, that, and like kind of fall things under that a bit. And, uh, you know, another thing we want to start working on this winter is uh, funding a transport van for our job for nine 11 um, people that died from nine 11 illnesses and get the names on it, you know, to give back to our job. And that'll be like a lot of funding and uh, banquets and stuff like that, you know, and it'll always say like, nights and protect my nights project you know we'll kind of put it under that you know just and we be, and we can even grow ourselves like matt and i discussed this so now like you asked about membership so you had to be a career firefighter but what's cool is we can make protective by nights like its own entity too and you could be part of that you're not part mm-hmm. of the mc but you're still part of like the organization you know what i mean like right. another entity and that kind of like that's hopes of it, you know, down the road that we can really like even make something, a branch off of the club for people that don't ride that just want to be like, wow, this is great. I want to be, I want to be a part of this. I want to help out with this. And then we can, you know, kind of form that out of it. Right. Matt, I would say the same. Uh, yeah. And just the other, <clears throat> the other point, like, there's a lot of information to get out. And I think Mike missed like the idea too, is like this year, our goal is to do it in Milwaukee. And then going forward, like every year we want to bring it to another community in other cities so like maybe next year like say we go to nashville next year and bring it down there we bring it to texas so the idea is to keep bringing that expo and bringing all those connections together and, and keep spreading it and that's how we're going to try to spread the ptsd awareness and all those therapies to, you know to multiple communities and get get everybody any kind of service that they think can help them yeah, that's fantastic it's gonna be like a snowball it just keeps growing because if we do this thing in milwaukee i'm sure there'll be PTSD or uh, nonprofits that will 
come along with it. And then they'll be like, Oh, you're doing this next year. And they'll probably come down there and they'll contact their people down. And hopefully it just keeps growing and growing and, and we'll just go to a different location like every single year. And hopefully it'll just be a really great thing, you know, for people. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. For the meetings you guys have as well, is it is the guys trying to come up with new ideas like protected by nights to kind of give back to the community as well? Yeah, we're always trying to do do something like Mike mentioned. We're trying we have a within our job there's an organization called the Fam Fire Family Transport Unit. Mike, no <laughs> bad example. Sorry, Mike, but say like Mike got sick tomorrow, right? He can't drive. He's got to go to the, all these doctor's appointments. They'll essentially take somebody offline. Like they'll take me offline and I'll be assigned to Mike and they'll, they provide a vehicle. And my job is to drive Mike's family to things, drive Mike to things, his doctor's appointments, whatever. So we have a fleet of vehicles for that. You know, once they hit a certain mileage, they have to come out of service. So they're always looking for new vehicles like that. If you ever see a line of duty, funeral video from New York city, you usually see these vehicles in the procession transporting the families. Um, so that was what Mike was talking about. We, that was, that's been a, a dream for a long time is to get one of those vans um, donated by the club. We've done clothing drives in the past as well. You know, like whatever, if somebody's got an idea and everybody likes it, we'll, we'll jump on it and, 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 uh, and roll with it. You know, the idea is to always keep doing something, keep us involved together. It, it, it's something else to give back. Mm -hmm kind of the nature we were trying to do like protect my nice to be a great thing uh globally na nationally to be able to do and then we always want to give back to our roots our job so right now it'll be the van and then when you know down the road when the van is completed you know we'll we'll figure out our next goal what we can do for the you know for the fire department you know something like that you know we've talked about even doing a, a community thing for families that may have it could be any victim of fire too, you know, just, just more in New York city realm. when we say that so that we're giving back to our community and our job. So that's where we came from. You know, we've even talked about doing like a community day, you know, we had a bad fire in the Bronx, a bunch of people, you know, lost their lives. And we're talking about maybe down the road doing something. We got to get a lot of info. It's a lot of legwork to find out the families, you know, what we could do to help, you know, Matt handing over a ton of cash, we would much rather find a goal, whether it's a car payment, mortgage, right? You know, like something that we can dissolve for them rather than just, you know, hand it over a pile of cash. Because sometimes right. people are going through a lot and they might not be good. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up, but thank you guys for coming on. This was like, I remember I watched the movie and I instantly thought I had to get a hold of someone to talk with you guys because it was, it was fantastic. Before we wrap up, if you guys want to do, plug in anything where that everybody can find information on the Florida nights, you guys documentary, this floor is yours. I go for it. Yeah. So the film is on Amazon prime. If you're subscribed to prime. It's free. You don't have to pay. I should have rent. There's a couple other uh, services. It's on too. I think um, to be is where I found it. Yeah. Two, it's on Tubi. Uh, I think you can rent it on YouTube. If you just Google it, you'll find plenty of uh, platforms that it's available on. Florence Nights on Facebook, FlorenceNights.com. The website needs a little overhaul, so bear with us. And we are uh, we are in the process of getting some more merch. We've had people asking about that, so we're gonna get the the website overhauled and uh, start taking pre-orders for the next batch of stuff we have. Um, Instagram, same thing, Florence Nights NYC. That, that's where you can find us. See see what we're up to, and you can email us. Any, all those pages have email contacts if you want to just reach out. And, Tell us you think we're dumb or you feel like what we're doing. Either way, you can reach out. 